where we are. You see, sometimes we've got a problem believing that God really wants to bless us. I'll probably get you going again once your group. I don't know whether you want to stay here or whether you want to sit down. You maybe better sit down about I'll try and share something out the word. I'm going to, I'll try and keep it as brief as possible. I can't kind of wave my arms around and all that because I'm the lollipop man today. The, uh, the clip mic's not working. Praise God. You know, God really is good. We can never hear that too much. And we can never hear too much the fact that God wants to bless us. You know, in recent weeks we've been trying to share something about the gospel and how we should give priority to the gospel. The church isn't here just for its own benefit, but for the benefit of others. And that's important. So what can we do to get the gospel out there? See, there's something that each and every one of us can do. Now, there's different things that we can do according to our personality and things, but there is something that all of us can do to be a blessing. Each and every one of us, we can be a blessing. The problem with this word blessing is it's been trivialized in these days by folks on the television. You know, if someone sneezes, well, bless you, well. You know, it trivializes something that's got spiritual power. You know, when the patriarchs paid for their son and pronounced a blessing, that thing was irrevocable. What they prayed and spoke out was going to happen. And blessing is powerful. And as the people of God, we need to learn how to become a blessing. But first of all, we need to allow God to bless us. You think, well, that's stupid, Brian. Of course I want God to bless me. But deep down in our hearts, do we really believe he will? You see, we need to believe deep down in our hearts, God wants to bless you. God wants to bless me. We need to get hold of that truth. Because if we don't get hold of that truth, then it will be very, very difficult for God to bless us. This word blessing, God's favor, to consecrate, to make holy, to protect, to make happy, to bring increase, to empower, to prosper in every area of life, to be successful, to be content and satisfied. Are you up for that? I'm up for that. And it can also bring an increased sense of identity as a son or daughter of God. God wants to bless us with some of these things. It's not just a little phrase that we use, well, may God bless you. No, there's biblical foundations for blessing. And right back in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 1, it says, Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Then God blessed them. Right back in the garden, you see, the, the book of Genesis is a seedbed for the rest of the Bible. What you see back in the book of Genesis, that same basic truth works its way through the rest of the Bible. God blessed them and he told them to be fruitful and to multiply. That applies to us. God wants to bless us that we can be fruitful and multiply. And then with the Adam and Eve, they sinned with the fall and all these other things. Noah built his ark. And God saved Noah and his family. In Genesis chapter 9, God said to Noah, So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Exactly the same thing that he said to Adam and Eve. Because God wants to bless and cause us to be fruitful and to multiply. 
So he said it to Adam and Eve. They blew it to then said it to Noah. Then in Genesis chapter 12, to Abraham. He said, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. We need to get hold of this, folks. See, the nation of Israel, in Deuteronomy 28, it talks about the blessings and different things. And God said to them, If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, then the Lord will set you high above all the nations, and all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. And if you ever read Genesis 20... If you ever read Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 to 14, you will discover a list of blessings. Well, these blessings are for us today, not just for the children of Israel. They are the blessings of God for us, as well as the children of Israel. What about the church? In Galatians chapter 3, and here's the connection, you see. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham... Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ. In Christ, we are the seed of Abraham. And all the blessings that were there for Abraham comes through Christ to the church. So we are called to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Isn't that good news? And Ephesians in chapter 1 verse 3 says this, And God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That speaks to me of abundance. That speaks to me of no lack. And one of the names for God in the Old Testament is El Shaddai, the great and powerful, the Almighty One, the one who is all sufficient, more than sufficient, more than enough. That's the God that Abraham worshipped, and that's the same God we worship. Just today we call him Father instead of El Shaddai. But all the Old Testament names of God, Jehovah, Rapha, Jehovah, Jari, the Lord provides, El Shaddai, all these Old Testament redemptive names are summed up in that one name in the New Testament, Father. He's the same God, and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as Israel was called to be a demonstration to the nations of the blessing of God, so is the church called to be a demonstration to the nations of the blessing of God today. And that's us, folks. Don't get excited. <laughs> Dear God, it would be a terrible thing if folks started getting excited in the church, wouldn't it? We'd think we're in the wrong place, wouldn't we? See, we need to know God wants to bless us. We are the seed of Abraham in Christ. And we are called to be a blessing. Praise God. So how do we go about being a blessing? Well, we can receive blessing from God, Father. I receive all the blessing you've got for me. I want to be a good receiver. So we've got to be good receivers before we become good givers. I want to be a good receiver. I want my blessing to be overflowing. You see, when you bring the tithe in, the Bible says, if you bring in your full tithe, God will open the winds of heaven and pour down an overflowing blessing so much so you will not be able to contain it. Now, you see, when it comes to tithing, I don't know who tithes in this church. We've never known Alice and me. We don't want to know. So I'm not coming from that point. I want you to tithe because it goes in the church. I want you to get blessed because of what the Bible says. An overflowing blessing. 
That's just through tithing. And there's lots of other blessings in Deuteronomy and other parts of the Bible. God, it's outrageous the way He wants to bless us. But the problem we've had is the receiving end. Because we all think it's not right I, receive, I should receive from God. I've got to earn it. Well, we can't earn it. Jesus paid the price. If we could earn God's blessing, there was no need for Jesus to die on the cross. The very fact he died is because we can't earn God's blessing. It's outrageous grace as well as outrageous blessing. Praise God. See, in the Old Testament, God's peace were called to release blessing. In Leviticus chapter 9, read just when you go home, verse 23. <laughs> and Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of meeting and came out and blessed the people. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people, and fire came out from before them and blessed them. They were in the presence of God. They came out from the presence of God. They spoke blessing over the people. When they did that, the glory was manifest and fire came out. That's supernatural. It was released through the spoken words of blessing coming from the mouth. What about if we spoke and fire came out? What about if we spoke and supernatural things started to happen because the blessing of God was getting released? And that's the Old Testament. The New Testament's a better one, isn't it? In Deuteronomy chapter 10, it says this. At that time, the Lord separated the tribe of Levi to bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord to minister to him, and to bless in his name to this day. You see... One Peter highlights the fact that you, that's us, you and me, are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are priests before God like the Levites were in the Old Testament. And we are called to minister to the Lord and to come out of his presence and speak blessing over people, not just the church but unbelievers. We are called to speak blessing over people in the name of the Lord. We don't just do it in our name. That won't work. I speak blessing to you in the name of blindness. Not much will happen to you. Not much will happen. But if you speak blessing in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Lord, something's going to happen because the power of God's name's in the blessing. The power of His name's in the blessing. That's why I'm going to finish with that one today about the, the great high priestly blessing. They said, the Lord bless you. There's power in that. Or I bless you in the name of Jesus, there's power in that. But if you say I just bless you, meaning me, there's no power in that. <laughs> it's so important, this thing about the name. And in, in, in that thing, after the high priestly blessing, God goes on to say about when you speak in my name, then I will bless them. So if we will speak in the name of the Lord and bless in the name of the Lord, God will bless. Because His Word says it. But the problem is we haven't been releasing the blessing through our words. Sometimes we've been cursing people because death and life are in the power of the tongue. You know, when people revile us, when people revile us and insult us and say all manner of evil against us, what does the Bible say we should do? 
Not to do that in return, but to bless them. Because when we bless them, we inherit a blessing. Who wants to inherit a blessing? Well, speak good things about people. When people speak bad things about you, don't retaliate. We forgive them and say, I bless you in the name of Jesus. Then what happens? We inherit a blessing. We set ourselves up to get blessed. I want to set myself up to get blessed. I need to be blessed. If I'm going to bless anyone else, God needs to bless me. Because I haven't got anything else. I've got a pen in my pocket. Look. Look. My wife's got all my money. I'll tell you what, I might have told you this before, for years, I thought a miracle was taking place in my house. I would take all this change out of my pocket at night, I'd put it on the mantelpiece, I came downstairs in the morning and disappeared. It was in my wife's purse. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. And then I discovered that what she was doing, she was coming downstairs during the night and filling a purse with all my money. But I blessed her, I forgave her and blessed her for it. We've got to bless in the name of the Lord. You know, when you do that kind of stuff, God heals you. There's all sorts of things. He sets captives free. It's like we can get involved in spiritual warfare and it works. You know, you can get to know all the demons and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, that's okay for some folks. But for me, I'd rather bless in the name of Jesus because the power of God's blessing is greater than the power of the curse. See, the power of God's blessing is greater than anything the enemy can bring against us. There's power in blessing because the sovereign Lord God Almighty, the most powerful person in the earth and in the universe, is in it. Bless you in the name of Jesus. Woof! We've got to believe something's going to happen. We're going to say, I'll bless you in the name of Jesus and think, well, what was going to happen? Now, nah, you see, that's why we've got to understand this stuff and ask for revelation. See, we're supposed to be actually a house of prayer for blessing because God said, my house is a house of prayer for blessing. We should be a house of prayer for blessing. I want to be a house of prayer for blessing as an individual. Me, blindness, I want to be a house of prayer for blessing. I want to come into his presence, come out and speak words of blessing and release his power to others. That's what I want to be like. A house of prayer for blessing. And there's, there's lots of things that we can do. And, you know, a couple of years ago, we tried to set up local houses of prayer, but we couldn't get the website and it didn't work and all that. And maybe just the wrong timing. But the truth is in that kind of stuff about the blessing of God. There's, there's power in that. There's power in that. That we bless the, the area where we live. We bless this town. Did you know in this town, I got an email. Was it this week? Someone here sent me an email. And it's about startup businesses in Northamptonshire. Did you know that startup businesses in Northampton are doing better than startup businesses in Manchester and London? That's the blessing of God. Someone else told me last week this, that, and this is someone who works with the police and the council and different things. This person said that police forces across the nation are saying that Northampton is one of the most peaceful towns in the UK. That's the blessing of God. Now, why is that happening? It's because we're doing something. You see, 
There's street passes, schools, but there's all these kind of things. But there's also prayer taking place, and we can move this whole thing up if we, more of us will get involved in bless this town in which we live. You see, we want this town to be filled with the goodness of God. Praise God, it's an enterprise zone. Thank you for all the things that are happening in the natural realm, but we want people to come here because of what's happening in the spiritual realm. You see, this, this town is destiny, it's gospel feet. You remember Steve with the shoes? The destiny of this town is to have gospel feet. And we want the gospel to go forth from this town in power and in the power of blessing that this town can be a blessing to the region and to the nation because we know how to get hold of the things of God and to just let them be released into the other people's lives. We can do it, folks. It doesn't take hours every day. We can do it. You know, if we ever get hold of the fact that God's desire to bless us is absolutely outrageous and we can receive our blessing, something powerful will happen in our lives. It'll happen. See, God designed us for a purpose and that purpose is wrapped up in blessing. God is a good God and wants to bless his people so there is a seed of Abraham, we will be a blessing to all the families of the earth. That's our calling, and that's our destiny. Now, is there anyone here who doesn't want that kind of destiny? It would be ridiculous to turn that destiny down, wouldn't it? Now, within that, we might have individual destinies, but for the people of God, that's our corporate destiny in Christ, to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. And that begins in Northampton. It begins with our neighbors, your neighbors, my neighbors. It begins with them. And God's been doing something in my heart the last few weeks about there's something. I, I, I'm going to do something about praying in our home, but Alice and I have started to bless one another. The last week or 10 days, we're just speaking blessing over one another and, and we're speaking blessing over the neighbors and different things. There's something starting to happen in my heart. And this, I've preached this before, but this time it's gripped me. Some of you speakers will understand that. You can preach something, but sometimes it really grips you. You think, well, God, you're in this. You see, I actually was going to get two other people to speak this Sunday. But God kind of worked it around. No, I want you to speak, son. But what am I, what am I going to speak on, God? Foundations of blessing. So I know I've got the word of the Lord today. See, but what I want to see in this is, we need to own these things individually and corporately as a church. You know, I've said this before. I don't want to come up here or any of these other guys and women that speak. I don't want us to be here just preaching a message one Sunday. Well, that's not what we're going to hear next Sunday. No, we need to take hold of these things. And my challenge is for all of us here. Could we give just five minutes a day to God? That's what I'm asking. Could you give God five minutes out of your 24 hours a day? Not asking for your whole life. Could you give God five minutes? Please stick up your hand if you can give God five minutes. I want to see them. Good. Well, what I will do, and we've done it before. There's a, when I did this two years ago, this was for the time, but I'm just going to do this for us. There's blessing prayers and things in here. I'll get one so you can all have one next week. And all you have to do is take five minutes out of your day and just pray blessing prayers, either out of your own mouth or things in the leave. That's all you've got to do, five minutes a day. That's all you've got to do. And God will change this town. He will change your neighbors. 
And then maybe on a Friday, if you could give it 10 minutes and just spend a little bit longer blessing all the police, the ambulance service, all these kind of things. If we keep doing this, they're going to be amazed at what God is doing in Northampton because it's already getting good reports around the nation. And that's all it takes, five minutes a day. And we can do that. I can be a house of prayer. You can be a house of prayer. If there's two of you in one house because you're married or whatever, you've then got a prayer of agreement which makes you even more powerful. Because Jesus says, if two of you agree about anything, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. And I am there in the midst of them. So we don't need lots and lots of people. One person can pray, two people, three or more, whatever. But we can do that and just do it for five minutes a day. We move this whole thing up a gear. See, God's moving here. And we're on the brink of something. And people come here from other places and say, the presence of God's here. We, we, we feel you're just about to break through into something. And he's been helping us with it. You know, this is what the gospel is. We've got the Luke 4 and the, the Isaiah 61 about repairing the ruins of Northampton, this kind of thing. Well, here's a way that we can get involved in a practical way of getting the gospel out there. If we will begin to pray for our neighbors and different people and speak blessing over them and then look for opportunities as answers to your prayers, that's us getting the gospel out there. So this is a, we're continuing the same journey. And I've been saying, God, how do we do this? How do we do this? And I believe here's an easy way that we can all get involved. Because sometimes we can get all screwed up. God, I can't walk up the streets. I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm not, no, but you can do this. You can pray. Can't we? I think we'll be amazed at what God will do. So five minutes each day, ten minutes on a Friday or a Saturday, whatever day you can put an extra, just make it ten minutes, that's all. You know, when we think what God has given us and what God has done for us, and I know we pray. I'm not saying you don't pray. What I'm saying is this particular model of prayer. Prayer is a blessing for revival. It just It's a different model. You know, we, we, we can have conversational prayer or we get prophetic and all these kind of... And we do all this kind of stuff. But what I'm talking about here is prayer is a blessing. Because we want to be a blessing because that's our inheritance and it's also our own destiny as a seed of Abraham. Because we're the church of Jesus Christ. So I'll get the leaflet for you for next week. Is that okay? Time is flying on. But I'd love the worship group to come back up, please. Can we just stand? I want you to pray. And then uh, we're going to sing. Father, I just thank you that your desire to bless us is absolutely outrageous. And God, you want to believe, you want to bless unbelievers as well as believers. You're such a loving God because God so loved the world. And Father, I just ask for us individually and corporately that we would just, you know, read the Bible for ourselves and see about the seed of heaven. But we would learn how to receive your blessing. And we'd also recognize as priests that our first ministry is to you. The first thing Jesus did was call his disciples to be with him. So our first ministry is to be with you and to come into your presence. But then as we come out of your presence, we can bless others in your name. And we ask for the grace to do that, Father. And Lord, that 
Each and every one of us can give at least five minutes a day just to pray prayers of blessing over people. And maybe a Friday or a Saturday to let that go to ten minutes, God, that we can be an increased blessing to this town and to this region in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you.